Oh, you're recording, so we're just going for it. Yeah, we'll just go for it. I mean, we'll just we'll make Marco where we actually start, and then we'll trim it. We actually start. Yeah. I don't know. You want to start with how was your week? We could fix it in post. Oh, God. I don't even know. Is that something from school? Yeah, that's a film thing. Like okay. if you say fix it in post, it's just this tor- terrible, terrible joke of, oh, we'll just make it better in editing instead of actually doing it right the first time. Oh, that sounds like people when they're when they're spackling or mudding. They're like, oh, we'll just paint over that then. Which, yeah. That makes it really look bad if yeah. it's not done right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, isn't this character supposed to be... Is it supposed to be... Not, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Isn't this character supposed to be Asian? Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's Like, funny. terrible jokes like that. Like, you see memes like that online. And then the worst thing is they actually did that with... um, What's the movie? Ghost in the Shell. They, oh, really? They made... They made Scarlett Johansson, and this is what caused a lot of the controversy. They tried, they were planning, I don't know if they actually did because I never saw the movie, but they were planning on changing her eyes to make her look more Asian. Yeah, that blew post. my mind when, when I saw her playing the lead role. I was like, that's just weird. Yeah. Like, that, that's a really poor choice. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants to look at a pretty girl, but I mean, it should at least fit the role. Yeah. That's just, that's just what I think. Yeah. It's not like there aren't plenty of other actresses to take that on. No. That's what I love what Dennis Villanueva is doing with Dune. Back to Dune again. But he's choosing people who look... He's looking for an Arabic-looking girl to play Cheney. Because the Fremen look Arabic. They practice a religion that is Arabic in, in you know, tone. You know, they go on a jihad for crying out loud. And they, they even call their holy book as the Islamiyat. So, yeah. So, yeah, right. they're actually... They're not looking for a Caucasian girl. They're looking for... You know, exotic-looking, dark-skinned girl. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're landing on Zendaya, I think, is who they're casting for that. Yeah, what is she from? She's already... Well, she was in Spider-Man. She's oh, yeah, in, that's right, MJ. Yep. And she's uh, Which the, I the Greatest yeah, Showman. Was, okay, I didn't see Greatest Showman. Okay. P.T. Barnum's one of the most despicable humans that ever lived. I what? Think. One of the most what? despicable humans that ever lived, P.T. Barnum. You and I must read, like, completely different biographies. <laughs> Dude, it's a freak show. Yeah. They didn't become a family like they did in the movie. It's total, complete exploitation. It, and the justification to say, well, if they weren't being exploited, they wouldn't have eaten. That's the same justification they use for sweatshops in Malaysia. Well, if they're not getting a penny a day to make Nike shirts, Nike shoes, well, they wouldn't get any pennies. That's It's the same justification. Yeah, I think have different, definitely have different views on that stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm okay with child labor. I mean that. I mean that sounds bad. It's not like I think you're we okay should... with children working. I'm okay with children right. working. That's not. I, I am also, but. And I think we. And I think there's a certain aspect in other cultures that we miss in our Americanized culture. It's called desperation. Yeah. But we don't have to make them that desperate. We're not making them desperate. We're the country taking already advantage is. of their desperation, where. We could roll up in there instead of giving them a dollar a day. We give them twenty bucks a day. That's not going to hurt the bottom line that incredibly bad. We're talking about a couple hundred people. They they would, you know. Yeah, one but do you know swoop, what it would do to their economy if all those people were suddenly like? They, it would it would give them a sudden middle class, <laughs> and it would start tourism. It would look crime. It might bring some smuggling crime or whatever, but it would reduce, you know, crimes of desperation. People preying on each other for sure. Look at what it did in South Carolina when they brought good paying jobs to South Carolina. South Carolina was is basically a third world country. Oh, God. Man. Oh, come on. Yeah, they bring in good paying jobs, nice neighborhoods get built, the crime rate goes down. 
You don't need more policing. You need better jobs. Man, the more you and I talk, the more and more liberal you come off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I am a Star Trek socialist. You yeah, that. yeah, I know. You know I've, 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 I've heard your talks on that recently, and I'm just like, this guy's insane. I am. No doubt a lot of it's it. like in an ideal world, in an ideal oh, situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I wear rose-colored glasses, man. I don't even know how to switch them out. Yeah, I'm I'm no Ocasio Cortez. I'm I'm not a. I would love, you know, I know Amazon's looking for a new place to settle down. You know, Queens was a horrible idea. There's plenty of people with money in Queens. Why don't they go to somewhere like New Mexico, where people are, you know, eating toenails to get by a day because they don't have anywhere to work? Wow. What's wrong with that? <clears throat> I think your view of New Mexico is pretty bad too. New Mexico's horrible. I had friends from New Mexico, from the Indian nations and stuff out there. Okay. New Mexico's economy is depressed hard. How many New Mexicans have you ever met? Several. How many? New I Mexican, went down there. Well, how many New Mexico license plates do you see? Around here? Yeah. Why would I see New Mexico license plates? You see in Arizona license plates, Texas license plates. Those guys get on vacation. <laughs> and they come to Pennsylvania. Yeah, lots of people come to Pennsylvania. Dude, we have Hershey Park. I guess I take Hershey Park for granted. Yeah. I don't think anything of Hershey Park. <laughs> yeah, Hershey Park is it is a huge draw. Philadelphia is a huge draw. Okay, I, mean, I can see Philly. Mm. I don't know what's in Pittsburgh besides the Steelers. If there's oh, anything. Right. I know Philly's got like culture stuff. Pittsburgh just seems like. Yeah, but Hershey Park is a huge draw. People come from far away to go to Hershey. Yeah, Park. yeah. I mean, I know every time I'm there, there's always like mm -hmm. clearly foreign touristy. And yeah, you'll see about as many New Mexico license plates as you see Iroquois Nation license plates. None. Are there actually Iroquois Nation license plates? I don't know. <laughs> but but Native Americans have their own license plates? I don't think so. Not sure how that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just what I think, you know. Yeah. Because if if Amazon wants to keep, because you don't have to go down there and pay guys eight thousand dollars a year. Go down there and pay them forty thousand dollars a year, saving money, building the economy, spreading it out. Not not distribution, but actually doing good. Yeah. Like, that's where I get messed up in my own mind with Ford going to China to build cars. Okay. There's plenty of places in America for Americans to work. We're actually fully employed right now, and people are pitching a fit that we're not building factories. Well, where are we going to get people to man the factories? Because mm -hmm. we have full employment. If Ford goes to China and opens, you know, a factory, I get it. It's all governmental and everything, but it impro improves the standard of life in a nation of, you know, one-fifth of the population of the world lives in, in China. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think it's a good thing. I get a cheaper car. Those people get to eat something more than rice and pork. Are those the cars that come over here, though? Or are they just cars that go to other the places Focus nearby? That they, they were going to build the Focus there, and it was going to come here. Because that just seems like it would be a lot of work to import, like build mm -hmm. a car and then import it here overseas. Right. That seems like more work than building a car in the country and then... Well... Like, can the savings really be that much? No, that's why Hyundai... Builds cars. Yeah, that's why I said like, because that's the thing. Like people talk about Honda and Hyundai and all that stuff, and it's like it's still built in America. Yeah. You're still like down Toyota in Georgia, built in Puerto stuff. Rico. You know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely more cost effective to build them here. Yeah. But there are components built in China. Like I know Mercedes Benz. I think their headrests are built in China or something. Oh yeah, that makes makes sense. Like pieces yeah. and stuff like that. But they used to build all the plastic parts for Ford, the tires, the floor mats. All that used to be done in Carlisle. Yeah. I don't know where it's done now, but not Carlisle. There was a whole 
city block or was a whole length of the city of Carlisle was factories. Yeah, it's and all they, trucks now. No, it's bulldozed. We're talking about in town, oh, okay. downtown area. Okay. Yeah, from like K Street all the way up to wherever. Mm. You had Carlisle Tire Rubber. There was a factory called Masland. There was you know three or four humongous factories there. All gone. Which is okay. I don't want to work in a factory. They say they're taking our jobs. Let them have them. <laughs> we'll make new ones. We're doing okay. Yeah, and like yeah, the 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 fear of factories going away, like manufacturing, it's just not what's here anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't work in manufacturing. I, I've worked in manufacturing. Yeah. I think uh, package handling is going to be a little little better. Yeah, like freight handling. Yeah, freight handling. Yeah, because it's not package handling. Package handling. I don't know if I could do package handling. Oh, I handling. did that for a couple of months. It was miserable. My brother did that for, like, about the same amount of time. Yeah. Where he was just, like, he's, he was working for... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I, I worked for... Never mind. Can't really, don't want to say the names. No. But, um... But, yeah, he was working He was working for the opposite one of you. Okay. Yeah, and but he did that for... I think it, it might have been, like, six months to a year. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just interesting, the like, moving one package at a time. Whereas, I mean, we have stuff that comes like that, but it's all wrapped up in one mm-hmm. giant skid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that I found interesting was the fact that we actually move a lot of those companies' stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's in freight. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to well, the post office another country. Moves, or, I mean, another state. Yeah. The post office moves a lot of, like, for UPS, for example. When where I work at the print shop, we take large commercial mailings down mm-hmm. print to the uh, post office. There'll be a UPS truck unloading into the uh, into the post office because the UPS doesn't have the capacity to handle all the work they get. They're not as big as the post offices. Yeah. But yeah, they, they dump whole trucks there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, what was it? Yeah, I just find it funny that, you know, the different, <laughs> like the different uh, so package. Incestuous. Yeah, like the different <laughs> packaging companies are shipping their freight through other companies. Because that's the thing, you know, the big, two big ones that everyone thinks of, FedEx and UPS, mm-hmm. they have their own freight components to them as right. well. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny to me that they're not moving them through their own company all the time. Well, they're not long haul. I know, like, UP, UPS freight, I don't think they go long haul. Oh, the maybe. guys I know who drive freight in New Jersey or New York. Oh, okay. So I guess, yeah, I guess if it's all, like, within only a couple hours. And then I think it would go cross stock to go somewhere else. That would make sense. Yeah, because we're, we go straight across the country. Yeah, I mean, we say, freaking... UPS doesn't have any OTR, no over the roads. Yeah, we have we have guys who they'll take routes and they'll just go. They'll be you know it's called bagging out. Mm-hmm. They'll be gone for a week or two and yeah. they'll basically just go across the country, mm-hmm. you know, twelve hours here, twelve hours there, twelve yeah. you know, rest up ten hours and mm-hmm. then keep going. But yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting yeah. business. Yeah, a lot of people that I grew up with their dads were, did that over the over the road truck drivers. I mean, this area is. The largest trucking hub in the country. Oh, yeah, because you can get to like 80% of the country within, I think it was like 12 hours. Yeah, within four hours, you can reach all of the major, the most populated areas of the country. Most densely populated is within four hours of, of Carlisle in any direction. Yeah, and then like it's like 80% of the population of mm-hmm. all the country mm-hmm. within 12 or something like that. Yeah, yeah you can crazy. get to Baltimore, Charleston. Well, Charleston's probably closer to 10 hours, but you can get to Baltimore in four hours. You can get to New York City in three hours. You can get to. You know, Albany and Buffalo in six hours. You can get going yeah. the other way, Toledo, uh, Cleveland, 
what else is out that direction? Nashville. Nashville. No, you can get down. Yeah, Nashville's twelve and hours. You can get Pittsburgh. down to Texas in almost twelve hours. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's pretty pretty crazy. That's why there's like the the, the Texas is a very central like Houston. Um, well, I guess this is a different issue, but like right. um, like human trafficking problems mm-hmm. because they come in through Houston, up through the board like near the, you mm-hmm. know they'll come there and they'll hit up Houston, and then from Houston you can get to. Miami or LA within 12 hours. Oh wow! And that's why it's a big problem in a hub with that type of stuff, and why there's all these border issues with that type of stuff. Is the fact you can go, I think it's from maybe Houston, might be Dallas. They could be getting the cities mm-hmm. wrong down there, but it's either one of those. You know, you, they come up across the border, they go into that big city, and that big city they're able to go and get them up to Baltimore, over to LA, over to Miami, 12 hours. So, like, someone crosses the border illegally being brought over for, you know, really big problems. Yeah. And they can get them. You sound like Trump. Really, really terrible thing. I know. (laughs) But, I mean, it's the fact that people don't want to face it. You know, and I have friends who've worked with that type of stuff down there. I have friends who are working with that stuff in Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah, I have friends who are, you know, working with that stuff, fighting against that in Arizona, too. You know, so it's just all these issues that like a lot of people don't want to admit are actually going on. It's like, so, so that's where a lot of these emergency level problems, you yeah. know, are coming from is the fact that, that, um, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. It really is easy. And that's why I don't like, like every time I see an 18 wheeler now, mm-hmm. cause that's a big way. If it's not a registered ma- mainline company, What's in there? You know what I mean? The yeah. real question could be... Like I mean, owner-operator truck. Yeah, owner-operator yeah. truck, stuff like that, where they just hitch up. They don't question it. They don't look what's inside. They don't have to deal with that. They're just moving whatever's in there, you know. And that's... that. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, oh, all owner-operators are... You know, no, I mean, yeah, nothing yeah, like yeah. that. No <laughs> way. Most of them are, like, really good, hardworking people. But there is this various aspect to that industry that, you know, has to be owned up to, has to be dealt with. Yeah, I don't know how they will. Yeah. I don't... Lexon walls on every... Right, every like, what, what do you do, you know, yeah. Like Sears, you used to have to, when you worked at Sears after 9-11, well, a lot of companies after 9-11, your backpacks had to be clear. They were going to do, build, you know, Yeah, or they had to be searched, or, yeah. And then, they, they did that at that, that school with the shooting back in... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had clear backpacks. Yeah, there was a... You know, there was some factory around here when I was younger required you to bring your stuff in in a clear bag. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you work, you know. And the girls were very upset because they're like, well, what if it's my time of the month and I have to have a clear bag and everyone's going to know? Yeah, so it was it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're not supposed to have backpacks on our lifts, but we can bring them into the... Okay, yeah, that was something I wanted to ask you about. We can bring them in. The that... reason they don't want them on the lifts is because of theft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could... Or just fall it off and people yeah. climb off their lift. Yeah. Yeah, I don't plan on having things on my left. The other thing I was wondering is uh, Kevlar. Can I have Kevlar toe shoes, or do I have to have steel? What's I mean, I have composite. Composite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You so can your ODs com- are composite? Yeah, my, yeah, mine are composite. Okay, because my, my letter I got said to wear steel toe boots to your first day, but it was a, it was just a... Yeah, it's just a form it thing. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, no, you can have steel toe or composite. They actually, the one guy suggested composite because of the fact that they don't transfer the cold as much. Yeah. That's like, so you, it helps keep you. I made the mistake of these are composite. The ones I'm wearing right now, the ones I'm wearing to work though are 
actually steel toe right now. Are those your work issued boots? No, we don't get work issued. Oh, because I thought you had old Dominion boots. Well, you bought them. I bought them yeah. through their company. Yeah, um, yeah, I bought these through. They were them. Georgia boots or whatever. I like Carolina, yeah. but Carolina makes a boot. It's labeled. Oh, they got DeWalt. like all sorts of brands on the website. Okay, yeah, they have Dewalt boots that have Kevlar, and they're only like 150 bucks. So mm -hmm. I'll probably get a set of those. Yeah. So yeah, we um. But yeah, I, I accidentally got steel toes for work this last time. Mm -hmm. It's been a little colder, but you know I'm wearing two pairs of socks anyways, and yeah. just throw some toe warmers in there, and you're fine. My niece is dying. That's sad. <laughs> She's coughing her death. All right, what do you want to talk about today, Mark? Oh, I thought you were gonna be asking the questions. <laughs> oh, I could talk. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's either way. No, no. What do, what do you want to talk about today? That's how we could start. Yeah. We can start that. Just talking about whatever and then going into, hey, what do you want yeah. to talk about? Yeah. I like that. Have like our catchphrase. What do you want to talk about today? What do you want to talk about today? <laughs> Especially if we're not doing the roll your stones all the time. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll mess with that in there. Oh, of yeah. Of course. I mean, today, I mean, I'm just kind of talking about like fear, I guess, a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. like what scares you as a man, as a father, mm -hmm. as a son, you know. How much of it we can control, how much of it's like attitude. How much of it can we show? How much of it can we show, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Because, I mean, like, well, like my situation this past week, like a week ago, we were supposed to be recording. Yeah. But we didn't because <clears throat> I had to go to the hospital because I've been having, I've been having like terrible headaches for like three months, uh, regularly vomiting, just getting sick as a dog, and it's actually been keeping me away from work a couple of times, several times, like five or six times now. And, um, you know, so I went to the hospital just to get checked out and all. And, you know, it was clearly my blood pressure issue that I've been dealing with slash not dealing with kind of, mm -hmm. you know, got a bad report, started doing something about it. Nothing was really quote unquote getting better, but, um, I doubt. So, I kind of started to run from the problem a little bit, saying I was going to deal with it differently. But then, of course, the holidays come, and you don't really oh, eat yeah. better, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, I think, what kind of started it off, because I was... Yeah, you were down 40 or 80 pounds or something. You were down pretty Yeah, I'm good. down 50. Mm -hmm. um, but I um, I had stopped doing taking my meds in October, you know, because that's when I had a major... like the I had a major disagreement with my doctor about how to approach the problem because mm. the med he did have me on was making me sick and slow and I can't work in such a physical environment that I work in being sluggish all the time, you know? So we were changing up the meds and then the thing that really put me off was the fact that I said, you know, well, I mean, I've been losing weight. And he goes, well, yeah, but that's just water weight. You're not really losing weight. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, like 40 pounds is not water weight. You know, if it was like five pounds, maybe you could say water they say weight. 10% of your body weight, when you lose 10%, that's water. That's what they say all the time. Like, because I know I fluctuate 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, that's just water weight. I could believe, I mean, I can yeah. believe it. It still sucks. You should have said, good it's job. Still, Mark. Yeah, but what? He should have said, good job, Mark. Let's keep going. In that yeah, direction. like that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just this whole God complex with a lot of mm -hmm. doctors that they have. And, um, you know, so it just really put me off to him. So I started looking around for another doctor and I found one, you know, my wife and three kids all go to the same doctor. Mm -hmm. So I was going to start going to her too, just because like, it just made sense. You know, I, yeah. I know her and we've talked enough about my kids and all that stuff for several years now. So it's just a matter of, okay, switch it over. 
unfortunately, I didn't make that switch over right away. You know, I just was like, well, I'm treating it with diet. I'm losing more weight. I'm getting down. You know, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. You know, holidays hit and it was actually like a week or two, I think, after Thanksgiving, which is when I first got sick. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, stomach bug at first. Second time it happened was, well, you know, it's only a week later. Maybe it's really, you know, just a stomach bug that didn't quite go away, you know. Then nothing really happened again until after Christmas. And then I got sick again. And then a couple of weeks later again. But in between there, like those, these are the times that I had to call off work. Now that right. I think about it. So there were other days in there. Mm-hmm. Sundays where you Sundays where I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'd be off sick, but I didn't miss work. So in my mind, it was only... Not, it wasn't as bad, you know, so there were more than these five times, I guess, which I counted maybe like seven or eight times, but still, so it was really bad. So I go in there and basically my blood pressure was like through the roof. It was like 230 over 160, something yeah, crazy. Yeah, the triage nurse came yeah. out and said, so what was your bottom number? And you said... Yeah, I said it was like 160. And he said back, you mean it was 160 over? And I go, it was, I go, and I go, it was 230 over 160. And he goes... Oh, so he goes back to the room. They came out like two minutes later to be yeah. back. Man, they did a good job. If I ever get hurt, that's where I'm going. Yeah. So, I mean, they brought it down. And it's been, yeah, the top number is now around 160. Mm-hmm. So it's still high. No, but that's... But that's <laughs> miles better than number. where it was. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you know, the bottom number is around 100 right now. Which, that's you're not going to have a stroke with those. Numbers. No, no. But, um, and then I've been on my meds mm. solidly for a week now. Mm. You know, I started getting a headache again last night. Mm which I was getting really nervous about because I haven't been able to reverse anything like that, you know. But last night, I just was like, okay. I calmed myself down. I removed myself from my situation because literally my son is pretty much the only thing that makes my blood pressure spike right now, my oldest. <laughs> no, seriously. And I, I was, I was I telling Liz, I was telling my wife about this, and I'm like, hey, he's the only thing that makes my blood pressure go up right now, really. Because, I mean, I work a job where like, you know, bad things happen and you scream and you yell and you cuss and you're kind of allowed to at this job, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they, uh, but I don't have any issues. You know I mean? I would, but it's always whenever something happens with him that I'm just like getting freaked out and the blood pressure's going up and he's not listening and you're like, how do I discipline slash handle this? You know, you don't want to kill or beat your kid, you know, which we don't, obviously. But, you know, there's like only so much of timeout time where you're like, how much more am I going to have to take of this? And he's the oldest and he's only four, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so this, it's, um, but yeah, so I just removed myself situation. She handled that. I like sat down, calmed myself down and just, I took my blood pressure. It was, it was getting up there. Um, cause I have a cuff at home now. Uh, but yeah, no, it started going down. I checked it like two two more times throughout the night, and I checked it right before I came here. The problem is I haven't established like what my baseline is right now, so I've been I'm trying to check it more now ever since last night, so that I know, and that's why I know like tonight it was 160 over 100. So. Are we on the same blood pressure medicine? I, I'm on two meds right now, so no, you're on Lisinopril. Mm-hmm. I'm not on that anymore. That's the one that's making me drowsy. And... Okay, so now. I was on it for about a year, and then I had lost a lot of weight. My blood pressure had come down, so I didn't, I didn't, re, I was out of refills anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, checking my numbers, I'd been pretty good, so I didn't go back on it. And just like you, my birthday comes before Thanksgiving, and my birthday is a big feast for me. Mm-hmm. So we feasted for my birthday, Thanksgiving, 
Thanksgiving just rolls the whole way through Christmas through yep. New Year's. Yep. You know, and then a month of leftovers. So mm-hmm. I was in really bad shape. I, I think I gained 20 pounds mm-hmm. and my blood pressure was sky high. You know, not sky high. For me, sky high. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, I think 150 over 100 or something. Mm-hmm. And I begged a doctor to put me back on it. I went in for um, just a routine physical for, mm-hmm. for work because I'm going to go work with you. So I saw my doctor and I asked her to put me back on it. She said, no problem. And I remember the funny thing is I'm really sensitive to a lot of medicines. Mm-hmm. You know, I maybe not allergic, but, you know, I a lot of medicines make me feel bad. And when she put me on this over a year, two years ago now, I said, uh, well, what's the side effect? And she said, low blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, which is what I needed to be told because I was going to use it for an extent. I didn't want to go on it at all. But, yeah, I did I get a mild, I've had a mild headache for two or three days, but I've been back on the medicine for probably two weeks, so I don't think it's that. Yeah, because that's the thing, like, I mean, I've been a big guy my whole life, but it's never really affected anything yeah. in my life at all. Like, like, I've always been considered fairly healthy by my doctors, you know, and, and the doctor literally always said, like, you know, your blood pressure's fine, your lipids are fine, your cholesterol, everything is fine, but, you know, I mean, you are obese and you need to deal with that, you know, because right. everything's fine now. When you're 25, it's not going to be the same when you're 35. And now here I am at 35, and it's not the same, you know. Yeah. Of course, I didn't listen, <laughs> you know. I mean, you don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. You know, I have a friend who's lost a couple of his friends. You know, he's the same age as me. But, you know, he's lost guys his age just, like, randomly. Just, like, boom, you know. They stroke out on their car or something like that. You know, 33 years old, couple kids. Mm-hmm. I can't have that happening in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not how I want my kids. I don't want my kids, like, to remember me dying from basically preventable diseases. Right. You know, from mm-hmm. something that if I had just buckled down and dealt with. Which, I mean, I, I still have my own contentions on that because I don't think. I don't think people, well, just eat less and move more, understand what it's actually like to have lived a life of obesity. Because there's a difference when you're obese from the time you're 10 years old mm. through adulthood trying to lose weight from being someone who gained weight in college and just got a, gained a little weight. You know what I mean? Like I gained weight in college. I went to college in my 30s, and that's yeah. why I gained weight now that you say that. That's... So it's just one of those things of like when you're always healthy and then gain weight, it's a little different because I've never known what it's like to fit into, you know, a size medium. You know what I mean? I've never – like maybe when I was – 13 or 12 or something, but not in adulthood. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. never worn Mark, you, you, regular size you pants. Mark, you get down to fight, you're still going to wear extra large. Your shoulders are humongous. That's you're, what I'm, what I'm you're, you're never going to fit in a well, when I, I, did, I played basketball in high school, and um, <laughs> the coach took my measurement, you know, across mm-hmm. my chest, and and I was lifting weights, and I was a little healthier back then, you know, high school, even though I was still, like, a big guy. I wasn't as big as I am now, but I was a big guy. Um, he makes the measurement across my chest, and he goes, oh, 44, and then somebody, one of the other idiots goes, double D, and he goes, the coach looks at him and goes, what are you talking about? This man's solid. Like, do you see this? And literally, like, the upper part, yeah, it's always been solid, but, like, my gut is where it really, like, hangs. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about working the same shift or a similar shift, getting mm-hmm. out of work in the morning and going to the gym. That's what you're going to do? I think, well, I Which think you and I should to? do it together. Which gym are you going to? I have Planet Fitness. Okay. I'm I'm afraid that our shift is going to be similar enough. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, right if now. we both get out at 4 a.m., like isn't that when you get out of work now? Well, with the shift bid, the 4 oh. a.m. thing doesn't 
there's no Monday to Friday that ends at 4 a.m. Well, but there may be... Oh, okay, so you're going to be getting out of work at 6 a.m. So, no, I'll be getting out... Well, there are several different bids. There are several different shifts, and that's the thing is I had to... Because I'm, I'm to prioritize my health now and my yeah. family and everything like that. And one of the big things for me is sleep. Yeah. You know, so I tried to get out on an earlier, on the shifts that either ended at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Oh, okay. So those are the two shifts that I tried to get on. Because you didn't shift. know the exact shift you were right. on at that point. Now, I guess you do. But I don't know how long I'll be on it. Yeah, but you don't know so, how long yeah. I'll be on it. Or, yeah, if it'll be possible for me to even move over to it. Right. But if that's a thing, then, yeah, I would do that. But right now, it's, it's um, and I don't even know what I'm getting. I won't know until Tuesday, right. because that's when they'll release mm-hmm. the the shifts. But, um. But yeah, so I'm definitely I want to get back to the gym and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, I did really well. Like the way my brain is to go to a gym, I love it. I can go to the gym, but I just can't make it a habit. Now, when I have I go outside and I can walk outside, run outside, mm-hmm. see scenery, my bicycle. I rode my bicycle from September till the end of October constantly. That's how I'd lost a pile of weight. Yeah. So to get back into that, I'm hoping for. I've had my bicycle on a training stand and. I think I've ridden it 10 times, mm-hmm. you know, this week I've been hard at it. I've, I've, I've ridden it three times this week. Yeah. But it's a constant uphill for 45 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, I burned, you know, 600 some calories in the 45 minutes I was on it. I felt like garbage. My legs were rubber, but yeah, if I make a habit, I'll be yeah, I've never, I've never been able to get in the habit mm-hmm. of going to the gym either. And that's what I really want to establish because it's hard because like a bad habit, I think they say it takes like one, three times to establish a bad habit of doing something. Whereas a good habit, it takes like 21 times. Oh, I believe that. So I've never been able to, I've literally never been able to hit that three week, Mm -hmm. which is what it would take of three weeks of consistently going to the gym every day to do that. So it's, it's always been. That's interesting. You, you mentioned a differentiation, bad habit and good habit, because I always tell myself, you know, a habit takes a week. But I guess there is a differentiation between bad habit because, you know, I could pick up a soda habit like I have mm-hmm. and it's just took me a day or two of drinking soda instead of water. Yeah. And it, that's a habit. But then to drink water, I could drink water for four or five or six days and still not have the habit of drinking water. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm about <clears throat> seven days into only drinking water. I did have a lemonade on Friday, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's a lemonade. It's not yeah. soda. It's not. Right. I mean, it's probably still not quote-unquote good for you but it's definitely not as bad as i mean i was drinking coffee monster you know every day and then possibly soda if i was still dragging and the thing is i don't feel i don't i feel better now than i did mm-hmm. on drinking all those things you know what i mean sharon's been caffeine free my wife for you know a couple of weeks now she'll have a caffeinated coffee some days but most days she's caffeine free coffee caffeine free soda and uh, she says it affects her. She's tired. She she can tell yeah. that she doesn't her coffee. I mean, I can tell. I mean, I'm definitely more tired, but it's also the fact of, like, it's kind of a natural thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're supposed to get tired. Right. You know, you're not supposed to be going to bed being like, try to sleep, try to sleep, try to sleep. You know what I mean? That's the thing. You're not supposed to be fighting to sleep. You're supposed to be able to lay down. And <laughs> this is something I got argue with. Not argue, but talk to my wife about because she has trouble going to sleep just like the same same as your wife. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can't fall asleep within five, 10 minutes, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's just the way it's, it's, it's a fact mm-hmm. that you should be able to lay down. Now, if you're able to fall asleep right away, that's also a problem. You know, you're supposed to have to take a couple minutes 
to lay down and fall asleep. You shouldn't be able to lay your head against the pillow and drop into sleep because that means you're exhausted or something's wrong with your breathing. You know, you might have apnea. No, I have apnea. Yeah. I have a I know, I know you work though. Yeah. But, uh, or, so if you fall asleep too fast, there's a problem. If you fall, but if it takes you too long to fall asleep, there's also a problem. So it's just all sorts of health stuff that yeah. picked up over the years. So how long were you at the hospital? I think Before checked. we even say that, what did you think going into the hospital? Like, what did you think when you sat down in the waiting room? Like, what was going through your mind? I honestly really, oh my gosh, I... I thought I was going to be in there for a couple of days. I honestly yeah. did because I felt like it's not, it wasn't the man flu of like, oh, I'm going to die. You know, it was yeah, literally yeah. like this fear of actual death, you know, of like actual stroking out, realizing that blood pressure was that high and I wasn't able to come down and I had already been vomiting multiple times throughout that whole day. That's the real thing that made me go to the hospital was the fact that I had, I, I was kept vomiting, but I hadn't eaten anything. So how sick, how much can you do that before you actually go to the hospital and get dealt with? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I wasn't really able to drink because it was just, I, you know, drinking water was just difficult at that point. Um, my head like was pounding and it, it felt like there was literally like a vice or, or something just around my head squeezing it in like I like it was just gonna pop at any moment that's literally how it felt um I really didn't know if I was walking out of there it was it was yeah. a little scary I was when I got to your house to pick up I was relieved to see you walk to the car under your own power I mean, yeah I was nervous of what it was gonna be like when I got there well that's that's like but I saw it on you the week before seven days before that when you came over and did some laundry you know, you said you had a migraine, mm-hmm. and I could see your eyes constricting, like fluttering in your pupils. I could see your eyes adjusting over, like, and readjusting constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. I, that's why I think I asked you, like, do you have sunglasses? Do you need sunglasses? Because I thought, you know, it was yeah. a, something with the lighting. I've always had a high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. So, like, to the point where my wife knows if I go, honey, I'm in a lot of pain, I need to go, or something like that, mm-hmm. she's like, Oh crap, he's in pain. You know what I mean? Because that's just the way I've always been. I've never been the type of guy to, you know, cry or be like, eh, hurts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I don't Very really consider myself masculine. that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider myself that way, but it's it's the thing of like, I've just always had a high pain tolerance. So when I finally say something about my pain, it's usually like much further progressed than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is kind of reasonable yeah. and that's i mean they they talk about the pain scale and stuff too and how it's kind of unreasonable because of different pain tolerances and 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 between you know the sexes and cultures and things like that you know different people have what different tolerance to pain i can tolerate high levels of actual real pain mm-hmm. but i cannot suffer discomfort when I have the flu or a cold or a sinus infection mm-hmm. and my teeth hurt, I'm the biggest baby in the world. I act like I'm dying. But I got in a car accident, broke both of my feet and my leg, and I still went to work in a factory and hopped around mm-hmm. in excruciating pain and just didn't complain about it. That I could handle. Broken yeah. bones, you know, broken, you know, orbital, whatever that's called, on your eyeballs, and, you know, exploded the end of my hand, had it crushed, and just. I, don't, I didn't even take painkillers because I'm always afraid to get addicted to them. So even yeah. back then, you know, so I, yeah, I can, I can handle pain. 
I can't handle discomfort. And I saw you, you looked uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's what I was considering the pain, like the internal discomfort Mm -hmm. and the fact that like, I've always had high pain tolerance for that stuff too. If it's inside me, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, not really, I'm not going to say much or deal with it very much. It's not really, it's not really anything in my makeup or like that. My dad wasn't a manly man's man or anything like that. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't know how to fix a car or, or didn't really do power tools. You know, he's not that type of guy. So it's like he impressed anything like that on me, you know? So it's just the fact of, I'm not sure exactly what it was. I just knew that. I, I don't. I don't even know what I'm saying. Like I just knew. It's just like it's never been a thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, especially once I got to be adulthood. I, when I was a kid, I was definitely a little. I need a band aid. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, mommy, take care of me. You know. Yeah. Uh, more, and I milked it. Mm-hmm. I know I milked it when I was, mm-hmm. you know, younger. But once I got to my mid-teen years, it was like okay, I'm sick. I'm going to clean this up myself. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to deal with it. And yeah, I mean, like I'm not, I wasn't an 18 year old with my parents cleaning up my puke. You know what I mean? Like if I had gotten sick, I would have cleaned it up myself, you know, like, so it's just, I don't know. That's just the way I've been. So yeah, anyways, if I'm in a lot of pain, my wife knows that, oh, he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. Go get dealt with. She texted me a second time. She texted and said, Hey, Mark, blood pressure she called me actually it's like what are you doing i'm like well i'm deep frying you know nobody else here can do that because i'll scorch themselves and melt to death and she's like okay well when you're done cooking can you pick up mark and take him to the hospital and i said absolutely no problem see you in about you know 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and i think within like five minutes after that sharon had got a text and said mark's blood pressure is dangerously high and his eldest is making it worse so <laughs> I, I gave sharon a crash course on deep frying yeah and hope the house didn't burn while i was gone my son actually told me before I went to the hospital that night that he didn't love me. Yeah. Because he was that. just like, he was just in a mood, having a little fit. and Being a turd. Being a little, little, little four-year-old turd. Yeah, a little four-year-old turd. But, I mean, uh. Yeah, you, to put this in light of, you know, the, the context of our podcast and our mission statement, you know, looking at the manhood surrounding this. Yeah. I don't think that I saw, I've seen someone handle death because to me you you were gonna die i think i was in worse shape than you are you're the the machine in the hospital starts showing your pulse you know dropping and your oxygen dropping and i'm running up and down the hall like a four-year-old looking for a doctor and you're in there like just looking up oh it's gonna be all right and i'm like oh, you're dying <laughs> yeah so when the doctor came and i felt you know wimpified you know uh, I, I, he was a tech i suppose and i'm like is this normal is this normal <laughs> i was like trying to be a little macho it just wasn't working i'm pretty sure he thought that i was your partner at that point (laughs) (laughs) i'm fairly certain that's the way that looked Uh, it looks like whatever it looks like i don't i really don't care what people think doesn't matter to me yeah or to me at that point either i was pretty sure you you were you were going you were falling asleep and dying right there yeah i was like holy rip I was just annoyed that I wasn't able to sleep. That's the thing. Because every time I'd fall asleep... Your pulse the, would the, drop. My like pulse nothing. would drop. My pulse would drop. And your oxygen. But the oxygen was dropping, and then the thing would start going, beep, 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 beep. And that would wake me up, and I'd be like, that's just annoying, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eventually it, it evened itself out. Everything got better, and I, I was able to I think lowered the threshold, because you were still going down to like 94% oxygen. Mm-hmm. 
but the, the alarm had quit going off. But yeah, you, you'd you fall asleep. I mean, it was instant. Like, yeah. You know, 50-something pulse rate. Your, your pulse rate was better than mine. It never got real high. Yeah, actually, like that. That's like I said. I've always been a big yeah. guy, but like they take my cardio echocardiogram and and you know all the heart stuff and all that. Is that, that might not be an echocardiogram, but EKG. EKG. Yeah, okay, yeah, EKG okay, came yeah. back fine. Yeah, all that stuff always comes back fine. They, like the one doctor, surprised. one doctor, um, a couple months ago, like did that, and he was he was like swore that I would have had a heart attack or many heart attacks by now and not known it, you know, yeah. or that my heart was enlarged. And it's not like, I remember I, I got a physical trainer shortly after my son was born to help me lose weight and work out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he was just telling me like, your heart is clearly enlarged and you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's not meaning it to be a jerk or anything, but you know, someone right. who was my size at that mm-hmm. point was like, I mean, I was <clears throat> at that point, I think it was only like 380, mm-hmm. which I say only 380 because I did get up over 400 for a little bit there. You know. Wow. Yeah. So um, now I'm around 350, which I'm still trying to get down to. Yeah, you know, I, I have these different goals mm. where I'm like, okay, so if I get down to 350, that's when I got married. Well, actually, I guess I'm like looking at uh, 340, 330 right now because that's when my wife got pregnant with our first son. Okay. So I'm looking at that. That's my next goal. And then 310 is when we got married. 270 was high school. 240 was the year right after high school because I graduated high school and I lost weight. Okay. I dropped a bunch of weight because, I mean, we had like a fast at church and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I went hardcore into that and, um, you know, and I, and I maintained it for a little bit there, but, you know, so yeah, I'm looking at that and, you know, just trying to get certain goals. The one goal that's going to be really crazy though, and this is really, I mean, it's, it's disturbing when I think about it, but, um, it's 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. If I got, if I get down to 200 pounds, I have not been below 200 pounds since I was 12. Oh, wow. So, Are you six foot tall? No. no. I'm like 5'10". Okay. Yeah. But it's kind of disturbing to think about a 12-year-old who's 200 pounds yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, well, my son's best friend, you know, he was our neighbor. Mm-hmm. He was always really, really big. He's probably bigger than you now. And uh, he's 20 or 21. But when he was 9 and 10, he was already over 200 pounds at 10 years old. I'm not, I'm not sure who this was. I yeah, you've never met him. He, oh, okay. He's been, he doesn't come out of his house. But uh, he was so big at like 10 and 11 years old, he'd like break step stools to climb up onto the, uh, the trampoline and stuff. Oh, wow. And he'd stretch out the springs. And, you know, uh, we had to get a pool ladder that was different. We had an old disposable pool mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know, the, the metal frame, but the plastic sides. And, you know, he couldn't use the ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we've... I've seen kids that a kid that size. Yeah. His mother died from. That's how his his mother actually passed away. She was really big, and she never left the house. She played this marathon, of uh, this multi-massive online player game back in the, the late okay. early 2000s. You know, she hadn't stood up in like 30 something hours. Stood up and died. Oh my God. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done my marathons of sitting, but nothing like that. 30 some hours. Yeah. I'm having trouble now sitting just for these, yeah. you know, 45 minutes or whatever I'm we've been talking. Good. I like, this is a good, I, you need a chair like mine. <laughs> That's what we need to get you. <laughs> I'm just not used to sitting that much anymore. Yeah, just with you. work and everything, I get up. You, I mean, because even though I'm on a forklift, mm-hmm. like, they require, I shouldn't say require, but if you're doing the job right, you're getting on and off it all the time. I hope so. I'm looking forward to that. So it's not, I mean, I mean, that'll probably help you with your yeah. weight and everything too, so. Yeah. And I, mean, I still lose weight evenly. I just, easily. I just don't 
I don't habitualize the things I need to. And what's helping me right now is my son's wedding is coming up, mm-hmm. and I'd like to be 180 by July. So okay, 60 pounds by July. That's about yeah, I mean, I'm looking. Month. I am looking at that too, is because we got. Well, we actually got three weddings. Yeah, we do. I have. You have the three, first. Have one, the first one going to. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's the next month. It's four weeks away. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lose much more before then. But I'll. Yeah, I mean, uh, lose 20 lose. pounds off your beard. Me. Oh jeez. <laughs> I took four inches off my beard a really? couple of weeks ago, and no one noticed. Wow. No one noticed. It grows quickly. <laughs> That's how I know I have a long beard. It's the fact that I took four inches wow. off and no one said a thing. Liz, my wife, didn't even say anything until I pointed it out to I'm her. I'm still trying to see where it went. I don't yeah. notice it being I must have curled underneath something. Yeah, it probably was the fact that it did that. But Wow. But yeah, so. It's a good beard. Still never really considered myself a manly man. Everyone keeps telling me I'm that, though. Yeah, well, <clears throat> why do you think you're not what makes you not? Because you don't pass football? Well, I mean, I did when I, I mean, with my buddies. Never oh, played. Oh, yeah, you throw football. Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, I don't fix cars, you know, I'm not really into sports. I don't really mm-hmm. watch sports. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not a car guy. You know, someone's like, someone asked me what kind of car I drive, and I was like, uh, sedan? And then somebody else other guy, I mean, knew my car better than I did. He goes, oh, Mark drives this. It's this many liters of this. And, blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I really, you know what I mean? So it's not, I just don't have any of those types of things. I've always been in ways, you know I mean? I like to bake. I like to cook. I like to, um, I know how to knit. Oh. Like I learned that and I knit my own scarf and things like that when I was growing up and stuff, stuff like that. So to me, not like... Yeah, you know, I mean, I went to college for technically an artistic thing, you know, with film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not really like, it wasn't engineering, yeah, it wasn't you, science. Look, look at the credits in a movie. I see more men's names behind the camera than I see women, by far. Well, that's because, you know, Hollywood's just sexist. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Hollywood is terribly sexist. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I really do believe that the Hollywood culture is that way. Like, it's not just a like a thing portrayed in the media as being a bad thing because I, I just I just had this thing with what was that guy who was uh Weinstein? Yeah. Harvey oh Weinstein. My, like yeah. he was a big powerful boss over there and everyone's like, Oh, he we didn't know this was happening like you're effing lying if you didn't know that was going on. People were making jokes about it yeah. for years. Everyone knew this was going on. It basically finally just someone nipped it in the bud. I really feel like there's Hollywood culture is just so strange. It's not the same as here. I mean, I have lots of friends out there now, and they talk about the fact that the way things are out there. I mean, they make movies and TV shows about people who go out there and get corrupted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they admit it in their own art form that the innocent little girl from Midwest wherever goes out there and becomes corrupted. I mean, they, there's plenty of stories about that type of stuff and guys being corrupted by the money or, you know, things like that, you know. So it's not like they don't openly admit that the culture like that is out. I like the culture out there is like that. I wonder, this was something early on in the whole hashtag Me Too and the people coming forward was there was the big legends and the urban myths in the 80s and 90s about, oh, she slept her way to the top. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, women at the top. And I wondered how much, and I'm, I don't want to say that someone who reported a crime against themselves or abuse against themselves mm-hmm. was just misreporting themselves sleeping their way to the top. But mm-hmm. 
you know, with, with the body of, of evidence they have now, there's no way that that's what was happening. This is, you know, clear abuse across the board. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, my mind automatically went to, oh, she's sleeping away to the top and just now she regrets it. You know, that, that's that's how I was. I was actually hoping it would turn out that way because I didn't want to believe that a man could be that much of a monster. Not Well, not a man, but a person. That a person could be. I mean, he's a man. Yeah, I, I get mean, that. I, I, I wouldn't consider him a man in the fact of, like, he's the proper no. idealistic man. But, you know, he's not someone who I would. I mean, I wouldn't call him a man. I, I mean. To be yeah. blunt, talking to someone like that, I'm like, dude, you're a freaking pussy. I mean, that's what I would say, mm. you know, because he's not, you are not representative of what a man is. You're, you're a male, uh, male form. You're, you're, you're disgusting. You're, you're wrong. What's yeah. horrible is to look back his mother and father's story that used to be Miramax before it was mm-hmm. the, uh, what, what was it? the Weinstein company it was okay. Miramax before that. And I guess it was Miriam and Maxim- Maximilian. They were okay. they were you know star-stricken lovers, and they owned the company together. Their husband and wife, and okay. to hear their wonderful love story and how they treated people that worked for them, mm-hmm. and then to hear what their son turned it into, it's just yeah, it's a it's a crushing blow. Yeah, and I mean I I remember there was talk of taking his name off of all the movies that he's influenced, you know, and I mm-hmm. thought to me I thought that that is actually wrong yeah that's scrubbing history and yeah that's re yeah to me that's rewriting history that's not to say that what he did was good and how he affected those movies was good so i mean i literally went through and i, I wrote down I, I took screen caps of every movie he's ever been uh-huh. he's ever touched basically really it took forever i wonder how many of those i i enjoy or have yeah that's the other thing is that it's kind of scary is seeing how many he has affected and what you i mean because we've all seen tons of weinstein Movies, whether they were cast by him, whether they were produced by him, you know, I mean, because he, he's all the behind the scenes type. He's not, you know, director mm-hmm. and writer, and I mean, he probably has a couple of those credits to his name, but, but yeah, so, I mean, the, I mean, the reason I took that down was because I don't want it to be, not that I want to honor him, but I want it to be shown that, you know, this right. is the history, this is how long of his history, how long this was going on. You know, if you really think about how long he's been producing and getting people top roles and stuff. I mean, we're talking easily 30 years. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's... it's one I of said, those... oh, yeah, I don't really know. That's the first time hearing that. Yeah, so it's it's just this thing of... It shouldn't be washed away and right. taken out of movies. I mean, because they do that with certain films. They go back and they adjust credits or people's names change or, mm-hmm. you know, things about them change and they change what the credits say in a new release you know like whether they update it to well i guess it used to be vhs and then dvd and then blu-ray and now digital release and everything you know so when they release those newer versions of stuff they'll they'll change things sometimes and i just wanted to make sure that for some reason it just seemed like it would be justice to be like no this guy is this much of a creep and this is what he did i mean because you got other stuff where and this is the thing that's always got me like the roman polanski thing do you know who that is mm-hmm. The fact that, I mean, he's basically been hiding in another country forever. France. Yeah, forever. For convicted of rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's... And, They've given him awards yes, while he's been away. Exactly. They've given him awards while he's been away. They honor him still. They they show his movies. It, it's literally one of those things where it's, it's so mind-boggling that anyone thinks there's anything um, virtuous in that culture, which is why I feel like they have to do so much virtuous signaling at all their award ceremonies you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
So it's just it's just very it's a bizarre world, and I'm glad I'm not involved in it. <laughs> I like my little blue collar job where, I mean, because that thing right now is all my buddies are. I still talk to them somewhat regularly, you know, every couple months or whatnot. A bunch of them are living out in Hollywood. They're all living in a single house, you know, making $12 an hour or whatever, doing whatever they're doing or working second jobs like at Subway or whatnot to pay for their bills. And the one guy's like, Mark, don't you regret not coming out here? I said, no, I, I'm perfectly fine making 60 grand at home than here where yeah. everything costs less. And they yeah. were like, oh, bird, you know, because that's, I mean, that's the reality of it. I'm making so much more money than them. I mean, granted, my potential mm. is a little more limited than them. Mm. In the fact that I can't eventually become a movie executive and be making right. millions of dollars in that field, but realistically, I could still, you know, make a podcast that brings in money and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, I've never been called to a life of cameras and lights, or mm-hmm. or ever considered myself like oh to live in a culture that that you can become that enriched in. So it's, I've always, it's never been a draw to me. So when you say, you know, making a decent middle weight income, living at home. Yeah. I just, I, I've never really thought anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Any questions for me? How was my week? How was your week? Monday was tough. Cause we were at the hospital late Sunday night. <laughs> so I work, I work, uh, Eight to four, eight to five, seven to five. You know, I work a daytime shift right now, so I was tired. Still a little uh, putting all the pieces together, knowing that you were okay. That made everything better. And uh, work a customer service slash sales job, so I don't have to be uber manly. And I have a ship's uh, counselor who sits beside me all day long, our receptionist at work, and mm-hmm. you know, so I can, you know, I treat her as my personal uh, counselor, so mm-hmm. I get to devolve plenty into you know whining and complaining and uh you know so it's nice i you know i get to walk through things really well you know mm-hmm. you, you do that with your wife but you're at work more than you are with your family so it, it's nice to have that that's something i'm gonna miss when i i go into a an uber masculine you know job i'm gonna i'm gonna really miss that i do i do tend to the effeminate from time to time <laughs> and uh you know I mean, as much as I love country music, you know, beer and rock and roll, I, I still have dreams that I'm going to get a small little motor scooter to ride back and forth to work just to get teased on. I mean, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you know, I'm, Monday was tough. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just right back into right back into it. Boring, you know. Like I said, I ride a desk. Looking forward to riding a forklift. It'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully our shifts pan a little closer than they are now. We'll get to talk to you guys a little more often. Yeah, anything you want to say in closing? No, not really. Never really touched anything I wrote. Yeah. Well, That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is just filler material until our next recording. Try to get together yeah. maybe Tuesday afternoon. If you guys are going to be out there, we'll, we'll drop it then. Till later, remember, clean your duba and roll your stones. Bye, guys. <laughs>